0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Talking CTE, Career, Technology, and Education with your host, the one and only Dr. Mitchell. So this podcast is to find the up-to-date information on the latest trends and retooling your career or moving to the next big opportunity. In addition, you will get information on new book releases, technology gadgets across the globe. Ultimately, you will enjoy the best educational resources to keep your brain forward thinking. So welcome, Talking CTE, Career Technology and Education. Today, our guest is none other than Jed Collins, CFP. He is a certified financial planner and a former NFL player, Amazon bestselling author, podcaster, and an adjunct professor at Washington State University, who has after being cut for 12 times became the number one fullback in the NFL. He took many principles and behaviors away from the game of football, but was also faced with the reality of how unprepared he was for the financial opportunity of professional sports. This dilemma drove him to study, for his certification in financial planning. While he was still playing in the NFL, transitioning away from football, Jed knew he would pursue real life experience with his CFP and went to work with wealth management. Although a great career, Jed quickly discovered helping the wealthy was not his passion. His passion was delivering financial wellness workshops for those at the beginning of their financial journey, not the end. So, the Money Vehicle Workshops best-selling book Your Money Vehicle the virtual course or on a mission to empower young professionals how to use money, understand, strategize, efficient. Jed is a passionate advocate for greater financial awareness and he has worked closely with countless individuals in the hope they will begin to own their financial futures. So stay tuned, keep listening, and you will hear from none other than Jed Collins. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today on this podcast, we have a treat for you all. As my listeners, I am so glad that you are listening in to a dear topic of mine, which probably you don't really want to talk about, particularly because it's so personal and it's such a topic that hits home. So today I have a wonderful guests who took time out of their busy schedule to certainly talk about this important subject, which is money. And I just want to say, welcome. Thank you so much, Mr. Collins, for joining us today on the podcast.
1: You know, this is truly a privilege. Uh, I, I love connecting with people like you, passionate and focused on empowering others. And I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to share the Money Vehicle message and really the mission that we're on.
0: Well, thank you so, so much. And it's such an honor to have you here. And what a better place to start with Money Goals. That's our subject today, Money Goals. Where can you learn how money works? And Mr. Collins here is a former NFL football player but his passion is about being a financial guru and we're gonna talk about the things that should be important and also maybe some things you didn't know about so there are over 5 billion people in the world who do not know how money really works um, which makes most of us really target for not managing our money and having our money in the right places. So we wanna talk about a book that will certainly help you and hopefully it will change your life. And here's a couple of questions that I have to ask you, Mr. Collins. How, How do we work money with a budget. And I don't want to say budget, I'm pretty sure you have some other types of better vocabulary than I do dealing with money. But, but how do we um, engage in this topic about money? Where do we start? You know?
1: Well, and, and I love that. And I do, again, one of the, the messages that Money Vehicle is trying to deliver is our ability to change the conversation around money so often we see it as such a, a large, overwhelming, intimidating task that we don't even attempt it. And and as you mentioned that statistic of <laughs> 5 billion people, uh, yes. that is who we're out to help and we're out to empower. So you, you bring up a, a very important topic around what we call cash management, okay. again, changing that conversation. We don't use the word budget. Budget, most people have a negative connotation towards, especially the younger generation who is our audience. Um, And so we don't wanna begin by saying this negative atmosphere or an item that controls you. And oftentimes when you ask a a young person, well, what do you think of when when you hear the word budget? They say, ah, it's something that's gonna control me or control Mm. what I'm allowed to do that is not the idea that's not the messaging we want to have around this this all-important idea around how to handle paychecks so we use cash management because that puts you in control where we titled the book your money vehicle we want you to sit down in the driver's seat of your money vehicle and with it it starts this cash management system now we understand again we don't want you to be able to or need to focus on every dollar or dime that goes out your door we want money to be a a positive atmosphere in your life and so what we did was develop a high level understanding of how to manage your paycheck and it comes with five choices Mm. the same five choices that jeff bezos elon musk Uh, the person down the street, or the the person that just gave you, you know, your dinner, everyone has the same five choices around their paycheck. And we break it down into understandable terminologies. So you have society, past, present, future, and compassion. And every choice you have around that paycheck is gonna fall into one of those five categories. Society being taxes, although we have some different feelings about how much you pay, (laughs) I know I do,
0: I have to be honest. I definitely have it.
1: I love it. And that's what's beautiful (laughs) about these conversations is it opens the door to opinions. It opens the door to personal beliefs. And you look at it and you say, right, wrong, or indifferent, taxes support our society. It provides for a lot of things around us. So we have to be able to afford that society choice. The past choices is gonna be anything due before the first of the month. So if I know February 1st, March 1st, January 1st, whenever is coming, how much money have I already spent that, that month? If I can look at my rent, my debts, my bills, my subscriptions, all the money that is, all, no matter what I do next month is already going to be spent. Those are all past choices. And that's the number that really can, should be very easy to categorize. Okay. Then you move on to present day choices, which is going to be your daily, I go out and then I live my life. Future choice is your savings and investings. And I really want people to understand if you want a great sentence to walk away with, I made a dollar, I saved a dime. If we could put 10% of every paycheck we ever make into future you, future choice, that is going to drastically impact your world and your life in a great way. And that last bucket is going to be the compassion choice. And we declare this as anything that is spent on someone outside of yourself. It could be buying your friend a birthday present, it could be donating to your local charity. But as you look at it very quickly, you should be able to say, I made $1,000. From a percentage perspective, I know a quarter is gonna go into society. That's a good buffer. That is not for everybody. You get to personalize this. I know 30% is gonna go into my past choices. I know 35% I get to go spend on a day-to-day basis. I know I get to go put 10% or a dime into future me. And I know about 1% or a penny is gonna go into that compassion choice who I want to give to. And so as you look at it, that is a quick way of putting you in the driver's seat and, and employing your dollars.
0: Well, as you're talking about the five choices and man, it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy now talking about money. And I hope that like the listeners feel the same way because I have gathered that when you put a positive spin or a positive emotion to something that's important, then it's gonna be something that you're gonna be dedicated to. So it brings me to another question, which is how does anyone invest or increase their current financial status? And I, I heard you mention about the different percentages I have to say, you know, my compassion choice is the one where I just dip in too much sometimes. Um, So, speaking about that, how does anyone invest or increase um, their current financial status?
1: And I love that about the compassion choice, and truly a, a story I get to share that most people don't really understand is when I was in the NFL, so I got to play for seven years, the guys I talked to, sure, there are the stories about the guy who bought the car or bought the two homes and all those you hear, but a lot of guys are spending most of their money in that compassion choice around their family, around their friends, around supporting those. And so, yes, even the compassion, even the give, needs to be kept in check and needs to be prioritized and i love what you said about finding a personal reason of why you're going to get all of this in order if you don't know what your goals are we define them as rich goals r-i-c-h they have to be reachable they have to be uh, individual they have to be controllable and they have to make you happy which is where you really started to dive into that psychology okay. If my goal doesn't put a smile on my face, I'm not going to prioritize it. And I don't want it to be a sacrifice. The the great players I got to be around, they did not sacrifice, they prioritized. And that is a messaging and a mindset around our money. Do not make freedom your rich goal. Freedom is years, decades away. Freedom is when I get to really make that conscious decision. So what can I accomplish this year? Better yet, what can I do this month? If I could, could I make a daily or a weekly rich goal that is in my control, that is my individual choice? Those are where we really need to change. And so you mentioned, how can we begin to invest? How can we begin to see our future you and see it in a better light? I believe it begins with that end in mind. I believe every journey should start with a yardstick that you're aiming at. Not just freedom, this is the road to achieving that, but you need something that you can accomplish this week. Maybe it's something you can learn this month. Maybe it's looking at one of your habits that you can stop or, or change. And then this year, what is an achievable goal I can accomplish this year? And that could be for some people, you know, $10 a month, that could be $100 a month, it could be $1,000 a month. That is your personal goal. But once you have that in place, then it gives you a tangible thing to go and get. And that investment, not only in your bank account, but also in yourself is going to come back and reward you.
0: And that's good to hear. We want to hear about rewards. Because I know when you talk about, and you know, thank you for leading me to my vocabulary on money, cash management system. I love this so greatly. Um, So when does someone know that they have a cash management problem or issue, or they just need to change one of those habits that you were talking about?
1: So this is uh, a common problem. I got to the end of the month and I just didn't have enough to save. I look at my paycheck and I have no idea where it's going. All of these issues that you hear from a friend, or if you're listening carefully, say to yourself in the mirror, these are the issues of somebody who is not employing their dollars. I love the idea of making my money go to work for me because I work very hard to earn money. We all go and earn money. That is the time I go put in and I get paid for it. What I love people to start to be introduced to is how to create money how to make your money go to work for you. And then it is creating even when you're not earning it. And that is the tipping point. So when you start to realize my money is not working for me, I am overwhelmed by all of this talk around money. That is when I really need to humble myself and say, I need to go empower myself. Where does that begin? It begins with education. As you, you can attest as a highly educated person, But you can also agree, education is just the first step. Education fails if you don't act. And so Mm. that's where education becomes empowerment, is where you really start to take these actions to move forward and achieve your goals. So as I look at it, people who have problems are stuck in a certain type of mindset. And this is not their their fault. And I don't want people to feel discouraged. I want them to feel encouraged. So it's how long we see money. And I love to ask people, what type of or are you? There's three types of ores. There is a spendor, a savor,
0: and an investor. <laughs> all right. And do they
1: all end in OR? Not technically, but Sonia, go with me. It's better for marketing. <laughs> so I oh, look I'll at this. i go with
0: you. I'm not, not going to correct it.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I am ashamed and proud to say my first NFL paycheck, I was a spendor. Nobody had taught me anything about money. My father had a great business, he was an attorney, my mother, nobody spoke to me about money. They told me to go get a good job. I got a good job and I got a paycheck, but nobody said anything about the other two. So my first paycheck came and went the day I got it. I was a spendor, that is where money goes. It's day to day. I got it, I spend it, I got it, I spend it. Now, full disclosure, I bought an engagement ring and my wife and I are still happily married. So. It all worked out.
0: (laughs) It worked out. (laughs) But it
1: shook me enough to scare me into realizing if I handle all these NFL paychecks that way, I'm not going to have anything to show for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it created this savor in me. I started to look at six months or a year from now and say, what do I want to save up for? I don't want to just have money come in and go out. And so I went from a day to day thinker to a month to month or even a year to year but it wasn't until somebody introduced me and it was books, personal finance books, kind of like your money vehicle that introduced me to the idea that investors, they look at money over a decade. They look at money mm-hmm. over two, three decades. Wow. And so you go from day to day to year to year to decade to decade as a type of thinker and you become a spendor, saver, and finally that investor. So people who say I have a money problem, They've never been introduced to this, these other two forms of looking at money. And that's really what we want to encourage people to introduce themselves to.
0: Excellent, I I love it. So we got the spender, the saver, and the investor. And you definitely hit the nail, hit it on the nail right there. Because when I have spoken to, you know, colleagues, parents, that come up short, you know, they're like, oh, you know, a single parent uh, that states that they are short because they need to get diapers or, you know, you're short with a car payment, a house payment, a mortgage. You know, it's, it's because of not knowing or having the education, which is, like you said, the first step, and then them not acting upon any of the education that they were given, so I want to kind of scoop back a little bit and get your insights on loans. So, if a person has a cash management problem, what would you tell them as some some tools um, to utilize? And you know, I'm just thinking some people would think about loans. So. Definitely, and so, tell us about
1: that. So we need to introduce ourselves to what kind of relationship forms with loans. When I, and I borrow or I let someone borrow my money, it comes with the formation of, I am now a lender and there is a borrower. And that privilege to use somebody else's money comes with the responsibility of paying them interest.
0: Mm. And
1: interest is one of those concepts where you can look at simple interest of I I owe them this much money or what Albert Einstein deemed the idea of the eighth wonder of the world compound interest and yeah. really see the impact of it but as you look at loans you begin to understand what is that interest what are they able to charge and why do they are ab- why are they able to charge it well first there is the privilege of using that money but then there is the The risk of you not paying those dollars back and so as you look at types of loans right now in 2021 we are in historically low interest rates on Mm. mortgages on homes on cars on being able to borrow money that begins with the federal reserve it goes to the federal funds rate which interacts with banks and it trickles down to the rate that you could walk into a bank and get as a retail loaner. But what we really need to look at is if I'm going to be charged three, four, or 5% for a home loan, I'm going to be charged five, six, or 7% for a car loan, eight, nine, 10% for a student loan, and then 20 plus percent for a credit card loan. You start to understand I now see loans in the privilege and risk of how they are able to charge me. With a home and a car loan, there is an underlying asset that will be taken from me if I do not pay that interest. With a credit card, there is no underlying asset which makes it a higher risk and a higher premium payment of interest. So when people start to look at what loans are, it is a slippery slope, but it is <laughs> not one that should be avoided, even credit cards. I believe in building and using credit cards to build that credit score. If you understand credit, if you understand how your card works, you can use it productively and wisely if you understand the loan atmosphere. So mm-hmm. people who have taken out loans, if I am a student and I got take out a student loan, That is an investment in myself, but it is only one that is going to pay off if I make sure to take full advantage of my education and then take full advantage of my career. And so I always want, again, no different than financial goals. When you look at a loan, begin with the question of why. Is this Mm -hmm. a want or is this a need? I don't believe in taking out debt for wants. Dave Ramsey is put built a career in a, in a franchise around not taking out any debt. I disagree with Mr. Ramsey there. I think we need debt. I think we need to use debt wisely. And when I say use, one of our changes in the conversation around money, USE, we want you to understand the loan. You strategize and use strategically the loans you do take out. And then E, be efficient, which means I'm gonna pay the lowest amount of interest possible. So as you look at that, don't take out loans for for wants, only take out loans for needs, and then truly look at the opportunity cost of if you did not take out this loan. If I did not take out this loan, I can no longer go to college. If I did not take out this loan, I could not get a car. Therefore, I cannot get to work. So once you measure that need and you look at the opportunity cost, you are able to take on that type of loan and understand why they're charging you interest. And as long as you treat your credit card like a debit card, you will never pay interest on your credit card. And what I mean by treating your credit card like a debit card, it means if it is not money sitting in your checking account at your bank, you cannot put it on that credit card. So many people get confused with credit and debit. And so that is a streamlined way of avoiding the credit
0: trap. Absolutely, that's a, a good way of stating it too, because a lot of people, you know, some people will look at debit and credit. Oh, which one should I use? Which one um, should I do today for this purchase? But I think the most important thing that I, I really just gathered is about that want and need definitely need to measure that need and i hope um, the listeners really got that across um we are coming to a close and boy i am definitely um learning a lot as we are talking and having this conversation about cash management um i do want to give you an opportunity to share more about what you're doing and how people can get in contact with you and i, I thank you so much you've You've done such a wonderful job of taking just the one, the one word money and really just wrapping it up in some great tips and um, hopefully everyone will get a lot out of this podcast today.
1: Well, I love the idea of setting expectations and in my workshops, in my classes, I always begin by saying, if you learned one thing, it was worth my time. And if I get one smile, it was worth my time. So I want everybody to walk away from this. If you heard one thing, it intrigued you, it was absolutely worth your time and my time. Uh, I I do appreciate the opportunity to share. So Money Vehicle is one of the first virtual financial literacy courses built for high schools. And we are uh, implemented and scaling onto high schools across the country because it is a virtual offering it is amazing to be in the same day talking to texas massachusetts and california and being able to talk to teachers and saying here is a resource one that i as a certified financial planner being in the wealth management space heard on a daily basis why don't they teach this in school and that was my mission that was why I started this journey 12 years ago while playing in the NFL and studying for my CFP. But if you are interested in a virtual financial literacy course, one that could empower your students to earn a certification in financial literacy, Money Vehicle is a course that we want you to be able to access. And do not worry about budgets, do not worry about any of that. We want your students to be empowered. If you are a student and you are interested in this, go ahead and follow me on social media at Fullback of Finance, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, where you find information. If you're a teacher, LinkedIn's probably going to be the best. If you're a student, LinkedIn, Jedediah Collins. But I would love to ask, answer questions. Money Vehicles, is, of course, built out to answer the first 10 questions of a financial journey. And I would not be more encouraged and excited to share that with more people. So, again, I appreciate this opportunity, sharing the message. And I hope uh, a few of your listeners will reach out uh, and be worthy of their time.
0: All right. Yes, absolutely. Well, you heard it first here on the podcast. And I am so excited that Mr. Mr. Collins took his time out today to give us all this wonderful wealth of information on cash management. We will check you out next time. Take care. you so much for tuning in to Talking CTE Career Technology and Education with the one and only Dr. Mitchell. If you would share with someone is sharing is caring. This podcast would love for you to leave any messages so that we can know that you are getting something out of Talking CTE Career Technology Education with the one and only Dr. Mitchell signing off.